Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49th Faithful UK Show. Tonight I'm joined by Naji Kara. Hello. And Gareth Ellis. Hello. Now then, guys, how are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) tonight we've pretty much gone straight into the show. We normally have a little bit of a chat beforehand, um, but obviously you are recording late tonight. So I thought we'd go straight into it and maybe uh, pick up on our normal pre-podcast chat at the start of this podcast. Um, so the ongoing saga of the jer- of Paul's jersey has now been sorted. He has it. <laughs> I think he's yeah. been allowed to try it on, but then Tracy's put it away for his birthday, so he has to wait another 15 days. <laughs> oh, he hasn't won on this. He hasn't won on this. But, he, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, Fanatics really uh, made a number on his, uh, on his package, considering it's cost have. them quite a bit of money. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what a hero, right? I think uh, massive thank you to him. For oh, yes, a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I mean, he saved a lot yeah. of people a lot of money. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then sticking with the jerseys for a little bit, the, the actual quality of the jersey that has come through is, is pretty good. Um, I don't know about anybody else who's received a jersey. I thought the stitched numbers felt a little bit thinner than normal. But they are obviously stitched numbers. It just felt a little bit thinner than normal, which, to be honest, actually feels better. It it doesn't right. rub okay. as much. Um, but the right. badge, the, the the patch is quite disappointing, to be honest. Um, I'm still hoping that uh, internally the 49ers are discussing this and will hopefully make the embroidered badge available to purchase so that we can just do what they've basically done in the team store and that's put that embroidered badge on top of the printed badge. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, that, that'll be good. They'll probably do that later during the season, right? They just want an influx of money at the first place to uh, make sure people buy the jersey rather than just a patch for a, a few bucks. So, uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's the case. And so hopefully, I mean, they'll mm-hmm. see sense because obviously there's a lot of the fan base very, very annoyed about this. And that came across mm. on Twitter, the number of people that have um, said something on Twitter, in, including yours truly, um, Paul, and pretty much half the uh, UK fan base that bought jerseys. In fact, all the UK fan base that bought jerseys all had something to say about it. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Hopefully they'll see sense and say, uh, I'll tell you what, let's put this embroidered badge up for sale. It's going to make them more money at the, at the end of the day. Um, and it's going to keep people happy because I'm quite happy to put that badge over the top of the printed badge because the embroidered badge looks so much better. So the biggest news that's come out of Santa Clara in the last few weeks since the last podcast has been All Pro Fred and his five-year extension for $95 million. 27 and a half of that was guaranteed at signing and a further $12.32 million as a signing bonus. So I don't know how that works. If 27.5 was guaranteed at signing and then a further 12.3 as a signing bonus. 
to me that's both a signing bonus but i'm sure there's a there's a way to do it and the language used legally in the contract will actually differentiate which one's which but effectively he's being guaranteed 40.5 million and this means he's yeah. with the 49ers until 2027 when he becomes an unrestricted free agent yeah i mean obviously massive moon of massive news over the moon about about him staying for you know another five years at the very least and then that's that's what we wanted isn't it i think i think the front office has been doing a great job of signing players that the fan base wanted to stay you know trent williams and george kill uh, and alfred you know which has been the you know the free staples with with jimmy and and Debo, but obviously, yeah, it's just massive news. I think they just restructured this contract. So his base salary this year is actually lower than what he would have done. And uh, they changed that money into a signing bonus. So he got it now rather than throughout the season kind of thing. And it impacts a bit the cap less this year, I think. I don't know how they do it. It's so complicated. Uh, but I think it's still very team-friendly. Um, so, you know, and, and it becomes cuttable if you know if if his play uh goes bad which i don't think it ever will and and you know um we'll never cut him and we'll keep him for life that's that's the plan but you're over the moon i don't know about you gareth but that made my day when i heard it absolutely i i, I was never really worried that he wasn't going to sign mm. a contract it was it was just how big it was going to be and i guess it was about what we what we expected really um we got three of the highest paid players in their position, highest paid linebacker, highest paid left tackle, highest paid uh, tight end uh, in the league. I remember not long ago, we briefly, Jimmy was the highest paid quarterback, wasn't he? And then I think that lasted yeah. weeks. Not for long, yeah. We see yeah. people are like, oh my God, you know, you spend all this money. And then within a couple of years, those contracts will be, nah, yeah, they're, they're middling, they're fine. And, and yeah. I like the fact we seem to be ahead of this. We seem to be pushing the the value of these contracts and being the the ones who are who are signing the big contracts. But then it just resets the market, and you know uh, the the guy at the Colts, Darius Leonard. I think he's he's That's looking standard, yeah. at George uh, at Fred Warner's contract and saying he'd like one of those. And there's there's another few linebackers around the league. I think people like Bobby Wagner uh, are going to look at that contract and. And you have that knock-on effect that all these guys want to be um, the the next big contract the guy. So uh, great, yeah. He's he's the quarterback of our of our defense. We're we're sinking the money, I think, into the right positions. We we've got a game changer on defense. We've got uh, a solid left tackle. We've got an offensive weapon in, in Kittle, um, and and that's where we're putting the big money into the right places. I think so. Yeah, very happy. And I knew you yeah, would be. and, and to, me, to, to me, it's, you know, people, I've heard people being worried about having three of the top player at their position, but I, I think, A, they're a crucial position in the game as it is right now. You know, tight ends are so versatile. And, you know, middle linebackers are kind of evolving into this coverage slash, you know, they're not thumpers anymore. Um, and, and, and obviously, left tackle might be the, the most important position in on the line because they're protecting your blind side quarterback, you know, the whoever managing the game or whatever. So you know, paying these people the best money in the game it doesn't bother me at all. And it's not even that much money if you look at it in terms of 
per year what they get. You know, it's it's 15 for for kettle and 13 for uh, for Fred. It's you know, it's it's a fraction of the cap. Obviously, Trent is a lot, but it, it, you know, they're, they're also the best player at the position, so they deserve to be played to be paid like that. I don't know what you think, Lee, but I'm not worried about paying this guy this much uh, because A, they deserve it and B, as Gareth said, the, the market's going to evolve next year as soon as the cap shoots up and I think we'll see much bigger contracts. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. It doesn't worry us one little bit. Um, the, the, the cap ceiling will go up year on year. It might not be a big jump next year, but it will go up. And yeah. we've also got Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. So depending yeah. on what happens this season, Jimmy Garoppolo might be either cut or traded. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see what happens there. And that's a huge chunk of money as well. So yeah, not concerned whatsoever about that. Um, as far as this year is concerned, we have 15 million cap space. That's post Ambry Thomas signing, um, leaving only Trey Lance as the only unsigned rookie. Um, we, we're going to need about 4 million in the first year for Trey Lance. So that's leaving us about 11 million um and from what i can remember i think to get through a season to be able to switch out injured players you need somewhere between 10 to 12 million to actually run through the season so we're pretty much there with the cap um it's a little bit tight at the moment but obviously we'll have to wait and see what happens with jimmy garoppolo i fully expect him to stay on the same contract he's on now and I think you'll go through the season as well. If anything does happen with Jimmy, it's more than likely going to be before the trade line uh, deadline in October. I don't think we'll leave until next season unless he's playing really well and um, Trey Lance doesn't look as though he's ready. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, and um, you know, <laughs> with the amount of bad luck we had last year in terms of injury and, and touch wood, we, we won't need anywhere near that amount of money um, to uh, to sign new players. I think I think we have a good group and quite a lot of depth. So uh, I, th- I think we're pretty set for the season. Um, and, and, you know, it's starting two days. Wednesday is uh, training camp. So let's talk about exactly. what's so, going to happen during those four weeks. Yeah, so let's talk about that depth. So as you said, camp starts in two days. Where do we think the main battles will be, given that the roster is probably 90 to 90? 90 to 95 percent set already yeah yeah i can see uh i mean i think i think the the, the most obvious battle uh to everybody would be a running back um and just purely because we don't really have a, a superstar and, and a set starter i think even when raheem mostert was you know the lead back it, you we still use two or three in any given time and um, just because we need people fresh because it's all about speed. So you can't be uh, 90%, you have to be 100% all the time. But yeah, um, we've obviously, we've, we've drafted two rookies um, this year in the draft and we signed Wayne, Wayne Goldman. So we've got quite a lot of people that I can see, you know, that can definitely get a roster spot. Obviously, we still have Raheem and then Jamaica Lasty is going gonna, gonna to come back and and Jeff Wilson's obviously been here for a while and has had an impact. And I know Kyle trusts him. So it's it's quite interesting who is going to make the cut, who is going to end up on the practice squad. And um, yeah, what do you guys think? Who who do you see as a... I, I reckon we're going to get four. I don't know if if, no, if you agree, maybe three. Um, 
Gareth, what do you think? Well, I think I think we'll we'll run with the four running backs again, um, and I think because because of Jeff Wilson's injury, it actually sorts it out a little bit. But I, I imagine it's going to be Muster, uh, Sermon, um, Goldman, and uh, Mitchell. Is sure. is okay. my guess with with Jermichael Hasty perhaps staying on the uh, on the practice squad? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's what I've got down in my death chart. So you go down. I, yeah. I can see Wayne Goldman getting cut and uh, and Hasty making making mm-hmm. it pass. I think he showed promises last year. Um, he only you know his season got derailed, has pretty much everybody else by uh, an injury. He broke his collarbone, didn't he? So, but he, he looked good in in a few mm-hmm. games that he played. I remember us reviewing his his play, and we were quite happy with him. So I don't I don't know if Kyle might want to give him a shot as a number four rather than than a veteran that costs maybe a bit more money and then we can you know uh, save some cap as well by cutting people that uh, you know because he, he's still on his rookie contract and drafted free agent right so um, and, and he's uh he's had a year in the scheme which Goldman hasn't so yeah although Goldman's the the sort of more proven NFL player maybe yeah I think that that's that could well be a good battle there's going to be a good 50-50 there for the running backs, I think. I'm really interested in in wide receiver. I think if we go go with six, there's only really, you know, we've got Debo and and Ayuk uh, are locked in. Um, Then probably Richie James, probably Jalen Hurd, if he can stay fit. And then other than that, I think the other two spots are are wide open, absolutely wide open. Um, Special teams have come into it. but yeah, the passing game has has it's got to be important, um, uh, and, and we we've seen we need that we need that depth, particularly Debo and I. You could both both miss time last season, um, so so some of these guys, particularly Jalen Hurd, you know we've we've talked we've even been excited to see him for two years. So I just I just hope that the poor guy can can stay fit and we can actually get to see what he can do this year. So yeah, I'm I'm interested in the pass catchers. Uh, I think it's it's wide open. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be brutal for them. Uh, the, I think there's 14 of them on the roster right now, and if you think we're going to keep six, that's that's a big call to to get get rid of eight. Um, I, I've the, got the, 12. I've got 12 noted down here, 12. but I, I might have missed two. Um, yeah, so I've got 12. So I've got uh, River Car Crash. Yeah, I've got 14. Matt Cole, yep. Austin Watkins, Trent Sherfield, um, Sanu, Jennings, Benjamin, and White, mm. along with well, we James, Ayuk, uh, Samuel, and Hurd. Yeah, we signed that guy from the Rams like this this week, I think, the Web- Webster, um, and apparently we signed Kevin White as well and Travis Benjamin. Yeah, so I've got both Travis Benjamin and Kevin White. I don't, I don't have the Rams guy. Uh, Andy Jones, who's that? Jacksonville. Who is that? Well, apparently, he's on the roster. I mean, that just tells second year, very low chance he's going to make it, but you never know. <laughs> uh, so believe yeah, it or not, no, CJ Bethard is still on the uh, death chart on the 49ers.com website. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. That's funny. That's funny. Um, I kind of agree with you. I think, obviously... Ayuk and Debo is is a no brainer. They're so we we need them. Uh, they're so integral part of what we do. But yeah, I'm so excited to to see Jaden Hurd and 
we got some preseason games. So hopefully, it'll play as well. You know, not just uh, wait for week one whether he's making it, making the roster or not. Um, and then I know you you're kind of excited about that Austin Watkins Jr. on you. So you, are you going to yeah. watch him closely? Yeah. I will be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I've just got this feeling that um, he'll he'll probably end up on the practice squad. What what I found with the 49ers ever since um, Shanahan Lynch came in, they don't really tend to give fringe rookies that much of an opportunity in the in the fifty three man roster. They all seem to go on the practice squad for a year or two, and to me, sometimes we can miss out on a quality a quality player by doing that. A good example would be DJ Jones, uh, DJ Reed. We never really give him the opportunity to start. He's gone up to uh, Seattle. He's been handed that opportunity, and he's a bloody good player. And we miss yeah. out on that. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's a different approach, isn't it? It, it? It's safer, but as you said, you kind of maybe miss on hidden talent that people yeah. just shine during games rather than, than practice. And yeah, um, I don't mind it. I, I just think, you know, Carl's playbook isn't, I think it's well known that it's not easy to grasp and, and understand. So having a year of, of practice in it, you know, um, without worrying about whether you're going to make game time or not and just get yourself ready in case there's an injury. Um, it's, it's not a bad thing either. And I, I know it could, the spark of the rookie that nobody saw coming is kind of exciting, but I'd rather, I'd rather somebody come in and knows what he's doing rather than runs the wrong route and gets us a pick that loses the game, you know, because you see that as well with rookies and undrafted people sometimes. And, not on the same page because they haven't practiced and haven't got the reps. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think Sanu is bound to make it, though. I don't see why we would have re-signed him after letting him go uh, last season. Yeah, it was, it was uh, weird, weird letting him go last season, though, I think, when yeah. we, we needed. Debo was injured. We were obviously going to cut Pettis. Um, we signed Sanu, and what, he, he played a couple of games, had a couple of catches, and, and then got cut out of the blue. It was... yeah. It's it struck me as odd, um, and and I was very surprised that we'd re-signed him. So, okay, so let's go back quite a few podcasts, and I mentioned something about failing by stealth. Can you remember that? No, where well, you don't <laughs> you, you don't necessarily broadcast the fact that you want to lose some games. I mean, by the time we cut to new, we were well and truly in the brown stuff. And uh, yeah. the season wasn't going anywhere for us. So it's easy for a coach, or easier for a coach, to lose by stealth. I put some of your, uh, your better players on IR with some make-believe injury, um, get a higher higher draft pick. Because as we turned on and said time and time again, there's no way a player's not going to give 100% because they play for their future. Yeah. But it's very easy for a coach to turn around and say, you know what, let's just put them on IR, let's ship that guy out, Let, let's put us in a position where we're going to have something worthwhile at the end of the season because our win-loss record is going to be terrible. And I, th- I think that definitely happens. I think coaches can lose by stealth. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And we might have told him, you know, we, we're probably going to sign you next year, but... We need the cash right now to sign maybe somebody else, and yeah. uh, we're not going to be competitive. So maybe go and find yourself a team and and make a run in a playoff or something. Yeah, maybe absolutely. Um, 
or maybe Sunu just said, "Look, do you mind if if I if I try and find a team that makes the playoff and I can play for them and maybe get a ring out of it, and uh, and I'll be back here in a few months." Um, it's, it's sort of possible. I think is I think if he plays as well as a you know as a number four, number number five, um, as a change of pace possession guy, he could he could have a big year. He he, he was quite good when you know when Carr was in Atlanta, so. Um, yeah, that's that's exciting. I'm also exciting about Joe and Jennings. I think he showed quite a lot of promise last year in camp, and obviously he's still with us. So um, big body guy, same kind of same kind of vibe as Sanu, really. So um, yeah, it's a uh, wide receiver is quite interesting, especially if if Trey starts playing and slinging the ball a bit better than Jimmy, right? And that's that's one part of the game that we don't really have, and uh, it's awesome. It'll be Blast awesome for me. to see if, if that happens. Last for me. special teams is going to pick those last last couple of guys i think on wide receiver um yeah you know we there's well potentially cornerback as well i mean you've got like thomas there yeah yeah for sure yeah because the secondary i was gonna i was gonna talk about safety because mainly because i'm kind of excited to hear about what ufanga is gonna is gonna bring to the table because I don't know. I've, I have a feeling it could turn out to be this kind of like real good safety for us, like uh, you know, a difference maker, Polomalu type kind of guy. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping. I, th- I think he has the potential. But a corner is kind of set, isn't it? It's going to be, it's going to be Verrett and uh, Emmanuel Mosley and um, and Kevin Williams. But do you reckon Lenoir is going to start instead of instead of Williams? Oh no, no. Uh K1 Williams was starting the slot as a nickelback. Right. No, but yeah, I think yeah. I think when you look at uh what defensive backs we've got, you're right, so Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley, K1 Williams, there's your three starters. If we play nickelback as a starter, but that's your three starters. After that, I'm I'm kinda convinced that Ambry Thomas will make it purely because of his return skills as well. Um, so we'll have mm. another cornerback there. And Diomedal, no. I mean, what he's already shown, I think, looked really good. But then you have a look at what else we've got on there. We've got Mark Fields, the second. We've got Dundee Johnson. He's like a bad smell. It just won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps on coming back time and time again. Yeah. And you know what? He's maybe had one or two good games for us, but he seems to have been here forever. And then look at some yeah. of the other players. We've got Tim Harris. Ken Webster, Adonis Alexander, uh, Brian Body, Calhoun. Um, out of all those, I think the two rookies that we picked up in the draft, I, I think those two got to make it. Will make the fifty-three man. And I think we, yeah, yeah we, I hope so. we need them. We're, you know, Verrett has got his checkered injury past, um, and it's Mosley's job to lose. But I, I, I don't think he's totally secure as being uh, the number one corner. If if one of those rookies, particularly Ambry Thomas, uh, you know, can play to a to a high level, then then Mosley's gotta watch it. He's he, he can't he can't have too many lapses, otherwise he'll um he'll be out of there and, and Ambry Thomas will be in, I suspect. Yeah, I completely agree with that because Mosley does have the tendency to every now and again go missing during the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does, yeah. It's true. It's very true. Yeah, and I mean, I, I know we haven't talked about him, and he's been in the news recently for for the wrong reason. But I still think there's a chance we we resign Sherman as soon as he's 
obviously feeling better himself and has sorted his legal issues. Um, but the, there's still a possibility. He's still out there, isn't he? So, yes, yeah. um, unless, unless obviously, yeah, um, you know, the, the two rookies show that they can, they can play a high level straight away. I think then that would, that would probably be it for him. But, um, I miss especially with the <laughs> because of the issues he's had. Maybe he's, he's even going to be on the cheap because he's going to be no as demanded. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, all that to say, I wish all the best to Shum. Um, it's kind of crazy to hear about you know somebody that's got so much money and has got <laughs> a Super Bowl ring, has got a body like most people would dream of, and. A, a pretty much a cool life and still has to battle depression and, and suicidal thoughts. I think it's it's quite humbling to see that when you're feeling a little bit down, you're like, you know, oh, if these guys can go down, then then so can we. It's it's kind of, I just wish, I think the franchise replied, you know, what uh, John Lynch said on, on social media was awesome as a franchise to, to you know, back him uh, despite, despite what's happened and uh, yeah, I think, you know, I mean, Sherman, as much as I hated him a few years ago, uh, it was kind of hard to read about all these stories, especially when he wasn't accurate and kind of weird. But yeah, all the best to him. Yeah. And I hope we sign him. I, I just, I'd rather have him than play against him in a, in a playoff game and then it burns us or something, you know. I think it's, it's so, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, echo that. I wish him all the best. I think it's going to be difficult for any team uh, to sign him um, until. You know, he's, he's worked through whatever issues he's got to deal with. Um, and, and as you said, it goes to show, you know, it's the mental health. It's it's an illness. All your money and mm-hmm. your you know, beautiful wife and family, none of that matters. You know, you can catch cancer, you can break your leg, you can get depression. It's an illness. Yep. It, you know, those other don't, don't matter. But, you know, it seems, you know, it's come to a head and he's going to get the help that he needs. And, and you know, it could have been. It could have been worse, you know. Someone could have been hurt. He could have been yeah, serious. Absolutely. So, you know, it's um, yeah. Just wish him all the best. Yeah, definitely. I echo that as well. Okay, so back to the roster. Do, do you think there's any position which concerns you as far as depth is concerned? That's on the ninety-man roster at the moment. Defensive uh, line, a little bit. Well, uh, there's a caveat to that, isn't it? Is if default shows up day one and he plays, then I, I feel great about our D line. If he yeah. doesn't, then then no, I, I think I think we're going to be a bit short. Um, but we've to, got and and, and and see how where Nick is as well. Nick Bosa is because I know we've seen the video and and all that. But those kind of injuries, you you never know, right? And uh, and it's a second on 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 the other knee or whatever. So yeah. I think there's there's a question about default. There's a question about whether whether Nick's going to be um, fully up to speed, certainly perhaps at the beginning of the of the season, or whether whether there is going to be a sort of lasting lasting impact from it. Um, and then we've got Eberkamp, which I, I am interested to see what we can do with him. But it it is a new role as a as a de- you know dedicated pass rusher, edge rusher for him. Um, and then at the other end, it's it's Eric Armstead, who who you know really hasn't. We reached the the pass rush heights. I think we we'd hope and possibly would expect for the kind of contract that he's on. Um, so yeah, I think think overall, you know, if 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 D Ford can't come back on or or 
certainly, if, even if he does, he's going to be heavily managed in, is he going to get, what, eight or ten snaps a game, maybe, on, you know, third and longs, something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, I, I just feel there were there were some other sort of veteran edge rushers out there who were left at the end of the free agency period that we might have been able to, to, to sign. Um, and I was surprised we didn't perhaps, you know, get somebody as some insurance um, since we, we just don't know what's going to happen with default. I mean, so, yeah. so we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's been news. What was it yesterday? That Chandler Jones wants to be traded. So do you guys think we should uh, try and make a play for him? And we don't have the draft capital. We haven't got any draft capital. Or <laughs> maybe send send a player. Maybe you, you know the the Cardinals can are desperate enough to to flip him for anything. Um, so they won't flip him in division. I don't, you know people yeah. don't. Yeah, I know. I know. It's in division. You know, yeah, you you're shooting yourself in the foot as a GM if you trade it in division yeah, and he goes sure. and hammers Kyler Murray twice a season. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know. You, just and you notice in and and pack your pack your office up there and then. Yeah, but, uh, I I I I don't think he's going to go. I think he's it's it's leverage. He hasn't liked the the money that's been offered. He's seen what JJ Watt's got, and yeah. he wants a bit of that. So I I think it will be resolved. Myself, I don't think we're going to be that lucky and get rid of him. But you never know. Hopefully, hopefully, at least it disrupts camp a little, perhaps, and it's you know a little bit of uncertainty. Yeah, potentially. Okay, so do either one of you have anything else before the start of camp? Well, I was just wanted to quickly touch on on the linebacker group because obviously, yeah, yeah we, we signed Fred and we're all happy about that. And I think Dre Greenlaw is probably set to to be a starter as well, and he's shown that he deserves it. But outside of that, I I'm, I'm not sure who's who's going to be the third guy. You know, when we go down to to the base package. Um, and, and I know um, Al Shahir has been playing kind of okay uh, in the past, but I don't think kind of okay is good enough in our division. We're going to have to be stuck pretty much everywhere else. And I don't know. I I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on on our linebacker core and see what see what's what. But we do have a, a couple of rookies as well. So you know the the, the higher state guy and yeah, and Justin Hill is. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was a good drafted, people. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, that's interesting because you know, again, like, I think there's, there's a spot open there that that can be anybody's, really. So uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, All right. So before before we finish, this is going to sound completely strange. This, but I'm <laughs> going to give a shout out, but I've no idea who I'm giving a shout out to. <laughs> that's okay. why it's going to sound strange. So going over some of the stats on um, Podbean, it actually identifies the location of downloads. And what I've noticed, noticed is over the last um, three to six months, we've got consistent downloads from Canada, from the states of um, Alberta, Ontario, and British Columbia. Um, so they're pretty much down, downloading every single episode that comes out. Um, I can't remember which one it is. It might be Ontario. And there must be a couple of people who's downloading in there. So if you are downloading and actually listening to it and it's not a bot somewhere in Canada, um, let us know who you are. Um, come to the group page in Facebook. Let us know who you are because it always 
it, it's appreciated that you actually yeah download and yeah. listen to the um to the podcast oh that's crazy that's ins- that's so that's awesome thank you thank yeah. you so much so, for listening it's great th- there's also a little bit more of a worrying download trend <laughs> okay <laughs> so we we've also had a surprising number of downloads in virginia and i'm sure that's where the cia are based I think oh. maybe there's been too many mentions of the word firewall and it's triggered some <laughs> sort of alert and we're now on a watch list for every I time mean, we say firewall. The, you know, the, the central intelligence is getting some uh, some good 49er knowledge. So, uh, you know, you're welcome, CIA, for your fantasy team or whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll blame the government. Oh, no, I can't yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Okay, on to the next item. There's a proposed meetup on the 20th of November for the Vikings game. And this is going to be a joint meetup with the UK Vikings group in Bristol. Um, I put the poll in the group page the other day. Um, I was contacted by the UK Vikings group to find out whether or not we'd be interested. Um, They did actually mention Bristol as one of the venues. So I said, well, actually... I could kill two birds with one stone there. That's where we were going to have our in-season meet-up, although it was going to be for a six o'clock game, not one of the nine o'clock games. But to be honest, anybody that has to travel any distance, they're going to have to stay overnight anyway. So it doesn't really make any difference whether or not it's a nine o'clock game or a six o'clock game. And as it is, it looks as though there's some decent interest there. I think there's 30 people have said yes, that they're willing to go to that uh, meet-up. So that seems pretty good. So it looks as though we're going to be meeting with the the Vikings UK group. Cool. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm going to try. It's going to be difficult for me. Um, Yeah. Hopefully work has restarted by then. And I have no way of knowing end of November uh, right now. I wish I could, but I, I will probably know end of October. But yeah, that's cool. If I can make it, that'll be fun. It'll be a good banter against uh, against the Vikings. Um, yeah, but, definitely. It'll be, be cool. Right, it guys. Golden Bowl. So wow, it will. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, my brother's a Vikings fan, um, so that might work out well as well. I'm going to have to listen to some Viking fans three hour deep dive into why Kirk Cousins is elite, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's taking shots already. <laughs> to, to be honest, I'll be surprised if you can find a Vikings fan that thinks Kirk Cousins is elite. Yeah. There might be one. There might yeah, be one. maybe he's one. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks a lot for doing the podcast again tonight. Yeah, thank you. It's fun. It's getting exciting. It mm, is, yeah. Two days. Two days we got football. Mm. Thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. Until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Niners. Forty-nine is deep in the heart, like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget.